He's a soon coming king. Well, let me get my stuff together here. While I'm doing that, let me give honor tonight to my pastor, uh, his dear wife, precious daughter. What great friends they've become to us, not only pastors, but great personal friends, great mentors in our lives. We honor you tonight, pastor and family. Amen. What a privilege, treat, delight. It is to see a, a large majority of my family slip in here. I love these guys. So good to have them with us tonight. Amen. Well, without too much further ado, we're going to get into the Word of God tonight. <clears throat> about a month and a half ago, I'm going to just lead off with this. About may not even been that long ago. On a, after, right here, after an altar service on a Sunday morning, Brother Jake had come, and he said, he said, I believe you got a word burning in your spirit. And he said, I'm ready for you to preach it. And he wanted me to preach tonight. At the time, I didn't have anything. And it, but he said, it may not be for tonight, it may, but it may be for some other time. Well, <clears throat> he wouldn't take no for an answer because he wanted me to preach that night. They said, you give me to, give, I'm going to give you to 2 o'clock. By 2 o'clock today, I want an answer, yes or no. So I prayed, sought the Lord, didn't get anything. But I've got it tonight. Amen. I believe I've got the word of God for this house tonight. Amen. going to preach to you tonight on this thought. Launch out into the deep. Amen. Launch out into the deep. If you have your Bibles... You'll turn to the book of Luke, chapter number 5. We're going to read verses 1 through 11. I'll give you just a minute to turn there. When you have it, if you'll go ahead and stand, honor the reading of the Word of God here tonight. Amen, as is our custom in this house. And I'll tell you, I've got my stopwatch going here, so I'm, I'm going to be mindful of your time tonight. Amen. Amen. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret. And he saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's. And prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished in all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. 
And so also was James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not. Henceforth, thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Father, may the word of God have a free course in this house tonight. God, would you help me? God, would you anoint me, God, with your Holy Ghost and fire in the name of Jesus. God, let the anointing that breaks the yoke, that makes preaching easy and effective, let it rest on me tonight. God, I ask you to give us ears to hear, hearts to receive, Lord, what you would have to say to us tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Launch out into the deep. The deep of God cries out to the deep in you and I tonight. Amen. The deep of God cries out to the deep in us. There'll be moments in life that we'll realize that more strongly than others. Kairos moments. Many of you in this room tonight, you will encounter God in a Kairos moment. Kairos moments are moments that God has ordained. From the beginning of time, God has ordained Kairos moments. Can you say amen? Kairos moments are where eternity steps down into time where you and I live. You see, our God is an eternal God. He's the Alpha, He's the Omega, He's the beginning, and He's the end. He's an eternal God. And in Kairos moments, the eternal God, He steps down into our world, into our time, to take just a moment with you and I. Amen. He loves us that much tonight. In Isaiah 55 and 11... Bible says that the word of God will not return void, but it will accomplish the purpose for which it's sent. You see, God speaks from eternity down into our time. You see, he is eternal, and God's not limited by time. He reigns in the realm of eternity. He speaks from eternity. His word defines the ages. His word sets the time and the dispensations in which you and I live. Can you say amen? When we come to God, we can't come with our carnal understanding. You see, in Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6, it says to be carnally minded is death. But our generation and every other generation, for the most part, we, we become carnally minded. We want everything now. Brother Clendenin used to say we would live in a, in, a, in a microwave generation. We want everything instant. We want it now. Amen? And when the world speaks to us, the world speaks to us about our destiny in our, in our, where we're headed in life from a carnal realm. They don't understand the, the realm of God. But our God is eternal. And he speaks from eternity down into our time. You see, before the world ever was, the Lamb of God was slain. In Revelation chapter 13, the Bible says that the Lamb of God was slain before the foundations of the world. You see, our carnal minds can't understand. We can't fathom that. We can't even comprehend that great, great truth. It's too much for us. Our minds can't comprehend it. 
How could Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, be slain before God ever even made the world? How did it happen? The world will have a carnal explanation for you, I can assure you. Jesus came to this earth in bodily form 2,000 years ago. But what our carnal minds can't understand, will never be understand, is that God, from the eons of eternity, had already decreed from the beginning of time, from eternity, before he ever made the heavens, before he ever made the earth, that the Lamb of God, the precious, spotless Lamb of God, the only begotten Son of the Father, would die on a cross for you and for I. He would shed his blood that, he, that we could be set free. Amen. From the beginning of time, before God ever said, let there be light, before there, the world was ever created, he, he, he knew that he was going to send his son. He had made the decree that his son would come and die, shed his life's blood for you and I. Amen. The blood of Jesus would come. He'd give himself on a cross. He'd give, and has his blood, as they beat his body, and his blood began to stream down that cross. That blood set you and I free. It set the captive free. That, that blood opens blinded eyes, and it heals broken hearts. Can you say Amen. Isaiah 53 and 5, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. That's a promise of every child of God. Can you say amen? Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 5 says that when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. You see, there came the moment in time that which God had decreed from eternity. It was about to be made manifest in time. Amen? I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. You see, God chose you and I before the foundations of the world. That means that before he ever said, let there be light, that means before he ever said, he ever parted the waters from the seas, before he ever made the sun, the moon, the stars, he knew you and I. Amen. He looked down through the eons of eternity, and he, he saw Corey Bodford. He saw Clint Wilson. He saw all of us. He said, that's my children. Amen. God has a perfect plan for each and every one of our lives. He has a purpose for each and every one of our lives. And that purpose can be made manifest to you in this building tonight. Amen? You want to know what the purpose of God is for your life? You can know it before you leave this room tonight. Amen? We're going to launch out into the deep, and God's going to show us. Amen? He's called every one of us according to His purposes. If you believe that, say amen. Somebody look to your neighbor and say, you're not here by accident. This is a Kairos moment. Ephesians 1, 8, 1, 18 says that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You see, we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We sung the song tonight. I said, I know I got the right message. His royal blood now flows in these veins of mine. The blood of Jesus 
that cleanses from all unrighteousness. Now his blood now flows in my veins. It's not my daddy's blood. It's not my mama's blood, but it's the blood of Jesus. Amen. The blood of Jesus that sets me free. Amen. It's broken the sin of curse of sin over my life. Amen. He's given me an inheritance. You ask, what is an inheritance? Well, an inheritance comes from a father, and it passes down through a generation. You see, the inheritance comes from the bloodline. That's almost too much for me, guys. I almost can't contain that. That's almost too much for me to handle. My inheritance from my father comes through the bloodline. You see, when you receive an inheritance, it's yours by right. You don't have to do anything for it, brother. He gives it to you freely. He wants you to have it. You say, you don't know me, brother Chad. You don't know my bloodline. You don't know my family. You don't know my problems. You don't know my struggles. You don't know my fears. You don't know my failures. You don't know my shame. You don't know my pain. You don't know where I've been. That has nothing to do with it, guys. You and I have absolutely nothing to do with it. It comes through the bloodline of Christ. It comes through the bloodline of Christ. It's yours by right as a child of God. Amen. Freedom is yours. Healing is yours. Salvation is yours. Deliverance is yours. Why? Because it's our inheritance by the blood of the Lamb of God. Somebody say amen. You see, it's time for you and I, this church age, the church of God, to rise up in the power of the Holy Ghost of God, the unction of the Holy Ghost, and lay claim and lay hold to our inheritance that's given to us from our Father. Amen. I love the Word of God. So you see, God's Word is never late. It's never too early, but it's always right on time. Amen. God's never late. He's never early, but He's always right on time. He's always got a Kairos moment. God works in Kairos moments. You see, the Greeks and the Hebrews, they had a way uh, uh, of separating normal time, what you and I would know, the 24-hour clock or the 12-hour clock. They would call that chronos time. Well, God works on kairos time. Kairos is, is from heaven, right? That's the spiritual time clock. And there was a moment God was saying, in a kairos moment, whatever God's will is for you, Whatever God's trying to show you in that Kairos moment, Kairos moments always demand a response from us. Amen. God, God doesn't just give it freely. It demands a response from us. He said you can have it, but it's got, it's, there's going to be a response from you. Amen. The Bible says that it came to pass, and so it was. And if you're a student of the Bible at all, just about any time you see that phrase, you're about to see God work in somebody's life. Something's fixing to happen in somebody's life. There's fixing to be a breakthrough in somebody's life. Somebody's about to get the anointing of God upon their life. Somebody is about to realize the calling of God upon their life. Something is about to happen. But in those moments, you realize, in those seasons of life, you realize that some things have to go, have to come rather, but they also have to pass. I'm going somewhere, stay with me. Some friends that were with me yesterday, some buddies that were with me yesterday, some pals that were with me yesterday, 
They were here then, but they had to pass. They're not willing to go on with God. I've got to leave them in the past, amen? There are some things that come into your life for a season, but they have to go. See, some things come, and they, they, and they have to come, and it, it, it hurts, right? There, there are things, guys, that come into our life, it causes pain, it causes enormous pain. It causes hurt. It, ca- uh, it causes scars. It causes us to be bound up. But I'm here to proclaim to you tonight on the authority of the Word of God that if that's you in your life tonight and you're, you're in that season where there has been pain and there's been hurt and there's been scars and you're bound up, that did have to come. But by the authority of the Word of God, it also has to pass tonight. Amen. Say amen, somebody. There's going to be a miracle tonight in somebody's life in this room. Somebody is going to get a victory in this room. Amen. I believe that. It's a Kairos moment tonight for somebody in this room. It had to come, guys, but it's got to pass. I wish I could tell you about all the things, all the people came into my life. Some, some people we thought would be there forever. But they came, but they had to go. They had to pass. I, I, some of those moments were hard for me. Some of those moments were hard for me to understand. I had questions. God, why? Why this? Why that? But I don't have to understand it. But God, God let me know. said, son, you got to let it go. you got to let it go. you got to let it go. Some of you come from a broken family. Some of you don't know the love of an earthly father. Some of you were rejected. Some of you were abused. Some of you were criticized. Some of you were abandoned. Some of you were ostracized. Some of you have been beaten. Some of you have been rejected. Listen to me, folks. It came. And what the devil meant to destroy you, What the devil meant to take you out. He said, this will get him. He'll take him under. He ain't never going to recover from this. It's got to pass. Amen. By the power of the word of God, it's got to pass in your life tonight. Somebody say amen. God saw it. He saw it come. And he saw it pass. And he said, I'm going to turn it around. He's going to turn it around, guys. What the devil meant to destroy you, God's going to turn it around and use it for his glory. Somebody say amen. What was meant for evil, God's about to turn it around and use it for his glory, Sister Kimberly, in your life. Amen. You thought it was over, sis. You thought there was no hope. Some situations, and I'm not just picking on you, but I'm just, that could be anybody. I just said Sister Kimberly. But I'm telling you, God said it's over tonight. Amen. He's turning it around. Amen. It came one way. It came to hurt you. It came to steal from you. It came for evil. It came to rob, to kill, to steal and destroy. But it has to leave another way. It will pass for the glory of God. And for my redemption and for my healing. And for my restoration and for my own good. Amen. Romans 8, 28 says, We know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to His purposes. Amen. 
Somebody say amen. That's a Kairos moment. Amen. You see, Jesus comes. Let me check my time here. Jesus comes. He sees two boats parked, standing by the water. Jesus stepped over into one of that boat, one of those boats. It just happened to be old Peter's boat. I love Peter. I love Peter. Peter gives me hope. Amen. He, you know, there's some people who identify with the Apostle Paul. Put me with Peter. Amen. The Bible says Peter was busy washing his nets. You say, preacher, why is that important to tell us? Why are you going to tell us? What does that matter anyway? Let me tell you. It's because Peter was trying to clean up the mess. He was washing his nets. He was trying to clean up the mess of a failure that, that embarrassed his life. Come on now. He'd been fishing all night. He hadn't caught anything. Peter was a master fisherman. He was a professional fisherman. That's what he did for a living. You don't have partners in business if you're not successful, amen? And here was Peter washing his net. And into that very moment walks Jesus. Into that very moment walks Jesus. Here comes the Kairos moment, guys. Jesus comes, and in the very moment when Peter's trying to clean up the mess that embarrassed his life. You see, there are some of us in this room, we've spent years maybe trying to clean up a mess of past failures. We've cleaned up, we've, we've spent years trying to clean up the mess of a past relationship. We've spent years trying to clean up something that's, that's brought us failure, that's brought us shame, that we're, we're not proud of, Amen. But I'm, I'm, God's here tonight to tell you, stop trying to clean the mess yourself. Stop trying to clean the mess yourself. You've got a Kairos moment here tonight. The God of all eternity is stepping down here. And he's going to wash you in the blood of Jesus. And he's going to wash away your mess. Amen. And there's nothing too messy for the blood of Jesus. Amen. There's nothing too dark for the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is all powerful. Amen. Somebody say amen. When God steps in, He always brings a way of escape. He always brings a way of victory. He always comes in power. You see, when He came to, to Peter, He was about to release the word to the crowd that was standing on the bank. He is the word made flesh, right? Jesus is the living word. And that living word was about to be released from Peter's boat. There was only one problem. And it was with Peter. It wasn't with Jesus. Peter saw a boat. But Jesus saw a platform. I'm about to throw this microphone and run, Sister Sandy. Peter saw a boat. Peter saw something that brought him failure. Peter saw something that brought him shame. He thought he could be successful, and he had been successful at times in that boat. But, but this time, Brother Keith, he wasn't successful, and it was a source of pain in his life. Jesus didn't see that boat. He didn't see Peter's failure. He saw a platform. So you see something in your life. And all you see is a boat. 
All you see is something that's come to bring you pain and hurt and heartache and anguish. Jesus says, give it to me. Give me your boat. I'm going to make your boat my platform. Give God some praise in this house. You see, we see a boat, but God sees a platform. You see your brokenness. I see my brokenness, but God sees a platform. We see our failures. We see our boat, but God sees a platform. Amen. God asked us tonight, can he use our boats? Are you willing? Can he use your boat to make it his platform? Would you be willing to do that? See, guys, hell fights all of us, doesn't it? We, have, we, we, we contend with the world, the flesh, and the devil. Amen. I hate the world, the flesh, and the devil. Amen. But that's what we contend with. We crucify this old mess, don't we? Hell fights us. But let me tell you something. Hell's not just fighting for no reason. He knows you have the answer. And he knows you have the key to his defeat. Amen. And he knows that God's about to get some glory out of your life. Can you hear him calling tonight? He's asking the question. God's bidding us tonight. Can I use your boat? Can I use your boat? Some of us may respond, but God, please don't go there. That boat you're talking about, don't ask that of me. That boat's way too painful. I parked that boat on the shore years ago. I hid that thing hoping it'd never be found again. But that's the boat he wants. Could it be that Jesus would ask of us, could he use our sickness? Could he use our pain, Sister Linda? Could he use our troubles for his glory? Say, preacher, God wouldn't do that. God loves us. He wouldn't do that. I'll give you Bible. John chapter 9. There was a man, a blind man. And the disciples came and asked Jesus, why is this guy blind? We want an answer. Is it because of the sin of his parents? Or is it because of his sin? Sister Linda, I just know how the devil works. I, I know exactly how it works. And he works the same in every generation. His tactics never change. People changes, but his tactics never change. I know people get sick. People have problems. That devil come jump right straddle your back needing some Christian. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. What in the world's wrong with them? Not tongue long as from here to that door out there. Well, you know, I just knew they were going to do that. And I, you know, I saw this in their life years ago, and I just knew that was going to happen. Come on, somebody say amen. It happens, doesn't it? Jesus said, neither. Nobody's sin. We don't, Sister Linda, you didn't, you didn't suffer loss because of anybody's sin. So. It's for the glory of God that Christ may be revealed. In other words, 
Jesus said to the disciples, you see blindness. I'm about to take it away. Sister Linda, he's about to take a platform, and he is taking a platform. He already has many times. God's about to take what the devil meant to destroy you and make it his platform. And every one of us in this room, that's true for. You plug your own personal issues into that, and it applies to you. Amen. It's the word of God. God says, what I say to one, I say to all. Amen. So you can apply that, plug it in, apply it in your own life. Peter was willing for God to use his boat. Jesus pushed out from the shore, and he began to speak the word of God to those that were gathered on the bank. And after he was done preaching his sermon from Peter's boat, from Peter's failure, he used Peter's failure as a platform for the people, right? When he was done, he turned and looked at Peter with those loving eyes like Jesus does. This is a Kairos moment for Peter. He turned and looked at him and said, Peter, launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep. Jesus said, Peter, what I have for you you're not going to find it in this shallow water. What I have for you, you're going to have to come with me. You're going to have to trust me. I remember Brother Clendenin, I don't know if it was original with him or not, but he used to say all the time, get out in the deep, devils can't swim. I don't know if that's right theology, but it's good for me. Amen. I like it. Get out into the deep. You see, when we yield to him, Peter had yielded to him. When we say yes to the Holy Spirit, God, you can have my boat. You can have all that I have. You can, I, I surrender to you wholeheartedly, unreservedly. At that moment in time, God says, now you're ready. Now you're ready. Amen. Here it comes. Here's your Kairos moment. God said, Peter, what I have for you, you're not going to find it here in this shallow water. It may be enough to feed the crowd. But it's not enough for you. Peter, your calling is in the deep. That's where you're going to find your anointing. That's where, you're going to, that's where I'm going to speak to you. That's where I'm going to deal with you. That's where the deep things of God are going to deal with the deep things of our heart out in the deep. Amen. Some of us have been living our lives too close to the shore. We go to church. We love God. But some of us are just paddling around. Playing in the water like a little kid paddling around in the shallow water. Just close enough to the shore that we may feel, you know, we may feel a little ease of conscience, but we still look like the world. Just close enough to the shore that at one time, sin, when it would have come, when we would have committed sin, it would have convicted our hearts, it would have would have brought conviction to us but we've been paddling around in these shallow waters so long that sin doesn't even really bother us anymore Peter your Kairos moment is here 
You've got to launch out into the deep. You can't take them with you. It's not about them, Peter. This is all about you. You've got to leave those people on the bank, and you've got to launch out into the deep. It's not about them. It's about you. Peter, launch out. Plug your name in. Launch out. The Bible says that the Spirit of God searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So many people have listened to what people said that we were. When we get out into the deep, when we forsake everything, when we pursue the deep things of God, it's there we'll find our purpose. It's there we'll find the anointing that God has for our lives. And the anointing of God will be made manifest in our lives. Amen? Listen to me, folks. I don't need a prophetic word from somebody to come and tell me that I'm called of God. I don't have to have it. I, I, I remember my pastor, Brother Clendenin, used to say, if, I, if, if, if I'm called of God only because somebody told me I was, then anywhere I go, I'm going to have to put that person in my pocket and carry him with me because at some point I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to question. and I'm going to need this fellow to tell me, hey, am I, am I right or not? But when God speaks, folks, when God speaks in a Kairos moment, there is no doubt. You see, in February 2007, how many ever years ago that was, I had a Kairos moment with God in my house. And from that moment until this very moment, the world, all its enticements, it lost its grip on me, folks. I'm here to tell you. There was a supernatural power, a supernatural anointing, a fire began to burn deep down in my bosom that refuses to this day, to be quenched. There's a fire. It's like fire in my bones, folks. It won't be quenched and it won't shut up. It won't go away. But it's a fire that burns in my bones. I had a Kairos moment with God. Brother Corey says this all the time. A man with an experience is not at the mercy of a man with an opinion. That's good stuff, brother. Peter, plug your name in. Your revelation may become the breakthrough for your family. Your revelation of God, launched, when you launch out into the deep, the revelation of God that you receive could be the breakthrough for your family. Amen. We've been blessed with the best pastors, amen? I'm, I'm just going to take a minute right now to tell you. I don't know if you can see, but these shoes I got on. I went to Brother Gary's house yesterday. And my pastor, Robert Turnage, he had a lot of his clothes, shoes, whatever else. And praise God, most of them fit me. And that, that meant more to me than any. But, but you know what meant more to me than any? What I wanted more, I care less. I mean, I wanted the rest of it. What went, meant more, I wanted more than anything was these shoes. I'm literally walking in the shoes of my pastor. His revelation of God. And you go back to Brother Clendenin. The revelation of God that Brother Clendenin had 
to build this building, to build this church. His revelation, Sister Brenda, is the reason my breakthrough is coming today. Amen. Somebody give God some praise in this house. Amen. Then from him, Brother Robert, Brother Charles, now Brother Jake. Now I'll tell you, that guy gets some revelations, brother. And he comes and preaches the word of God. It just opens the world up for me. I love my pastor. It, his revelations, because he's willing to give of himself and launch out into the deep, becomes my breakthrough. Amen. When we surrender in humility... Say, God, I want to live in the deep. It's all about his presence, folks. I, I, listen to me. I can't live without the presence of God. Do you hear me? I, I, I refuse to live without the presence of God. I can live without a lot of things. I can live without a house. I can live without a car. I can live without a lot of things. I, can't, I cannot and I will not live without the presence of Almighty God operating in my life. Amen. Where could I go but to the Lord? He alone has the answer. It's all about being in His presence. I'm never going back, folks. I'm never going back. I don't want to go back. I want to go deeper. Take me deeper, Holy Ghost of God. You see, it was in the, in the deep. God said, let down your net. wasn't the shallow water. It was when Peter launched out into the deep. Let down his net, and he received the blessing. Sister Kellen, if you want to make your way up, please. Whoever may help her, if anybody is. Some of us have, have, have tried in the past, and we failed. We've launched out. We've attempted to launch out. We've said we were going to launch out. Maybe got a little way and we turned back. Maybe things came to our lives. We say, God, why did that happen? Why did you allow that? But a Kairos moment in this room tonight says, be what may. Nevertheless, the Bible says, I'm going to launch out again. I'm going to go again. I'm going to launch out into the deep again. I'm going after God again. If some friends have to go, then they just have to go. If they're not going after God with me, they just have to go. Love them, pray for them, but they're not going to hold me down. I'm going with God, amen? <clears throat> if people are not willing to go with me, I'll go by myself. I cannot live without the presence and the power of Almighty God operating in my life. You see, because of Peter's revelation, a supernatural harvest began to come into those boats. That harvest was so great that Peter had tapped into. It was so supernatural that his boat couldn't even contain it. But Peter's revelation became the breakthrough for his partners. His revelation filled their boat too. Amen. They received the blessing because of his revelation 
and his willingness to launch out into the deep. If you would, stand with me all across this room. Jesus said, Peter, in the deep, I'm going to show you who you are. Peter, in the deep, I'm going to reveal my heart to you. Peter, in the deep, I'm going to share secrets with you. Peter, in the deep, I'm going to show you what this is all about. Peter, in the deep, I'm going to take you places that you could never go on your own. Peter, in the deep, you're going to receive a supernatural anointing. You're going to receive the purpose that God has for your life. This isn't in my notes, but I'm just going to let this in right here. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, guys, it's time to be filled. Amen. It's time to be filled and overflowing with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Because let me tell you something. When the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, it's embedded with the call of, with the purpose of God for your life, is embedded in the Holy Ghost baptism. I believe that with all of my heart. You see, when God called me to preach, Sister Brenda, I wasn't, I wasn't even wanting to be a preacher. I kind of knew that I had a call on my life, but but at that moment, I wasn't I wasn't asking God. God called me to preach. Give me somewhere to preach. You know what I was doing? I was seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost of God. That's all I was seeking. That's all I wanted was more of God. But when the Holy Ghost came, Brother Steve, he came. And he did baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire. But embedded with that, he, he burned deep within my soul the call of God. Caught up with God. Wouldn't trade that experience for anything. Nobody can shake me from it. Now there may be people come with a prophetic word. That would, that would confirm what God said to me, right? I'll, I'll receive that. But I'm not depending on Him to, to tell me that I'm called of God. Amen? And you shouldn't be depending on somebody else to tell you that God loves you. Or that God has a purpose for you. Or that God <clears throat> loves you. You need to know that for yourself. You need to open your arms and open your hearts and open your minds and open your souls and open your spirits and let the God of heaven love on you. And when he does it, he does it. Everything he does is right and it's holy and it's true and it's just and you can trust it and it's perfect and it's right. Every single time. Every single time. Jesus won't won't, he won't hurt you guys. Because of uh, Peter's willingness to launch out into the deep. He said, Peter, I'm going to show you who you are out here in the deep. I'm going to show you my call for your life. You're no longer going to catch fish. going to catch men. That's all that matters, guys. Souls for the kingdom of God is all that matters.
Peter was willing to, to, to launch out. And he received revelation that's still feeding you and I today. Listen, folks. On the day of Pentecost, it had to be Peter. It had to have been Peter. Preached that first Holy Ghost sermon. It was Peter who he received the revelation because he was willing to launch out into the deep with God way back yonder. Fast forward to the day of Pentecost. Peter's preaching. This is that. Which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. That's the power of God, folks. 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom that day. Couldn't have been any other disciple. Because it was Peter who had launched out into the deep. It was Peter who received the revelation. I'll end with this tonight. Could it be that God's about to do for you in this service tonight? Could it be that He'll do for you tonight something that in the years ahead that'll feed, that will sustain, that will bring nourishment to your family, to your kids, to your neighbors, to your life. The God of all heaven is ready to manifest His glory. He's, he's ready to take your life, to take your boat, and make it His platform. He calls tonight, will you come out into the deep? Will you be willing to launch out into the deep? You may lose some friends. Not everybody's willing to go. But if you want to be all that God has for you, God beckons you. He calls you. Step out. Come a little deeper. Wait out here in this water where devils can't swim. And I'm going to talk to you. Amen. These altars are open. Let's seek the face of God tonight.